With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following is a presentation of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. Doing a little short time here from Budapest, Hungary, Sean Bormet, head wrestling coach, University of Michigan, multicultural exchange coordinator for the Cliff Keen Wrestling Club. He's got a guy in Greco for the United States, a guy from Slovenia in freestyle, and a guy from Lebanon in freestyle. And it would have been four countries, but uh, Stefan Mišić down with an injury. But uh, what's it like trying to coordinate four countries in two different styles? Yeah, it's it's a lot of coordinating. Uh, some of it's learning as you go. There's, uh, you know, because UWW has been changing some uh, policies and just simple things like the registration, accommodations, and, you know, trying to be corralled all in one spot. So there's definitely some challenges. Uh, but it's, you know, it's a unique opportunity for some of our guys. We have a, I think it's kind of a, a rare time. We have a few different athletes that have dual citizenship, and, you know, they have some, uh, some great opportunities to represent their, their countries. And, um, you know, and then, you know, with Adam Kuhn being separated with the Greco, he comes in uh, much later this week. So it's definitely been, uh, it's been, uh, you know, a lot of communication and a lot of hustling. So are you cornering every one of those guys? Uh, no, we have specific coaches that will corner the different guys. So uh, I won't be cornering every single guy. But, we're, you know, we're all in the backstaging room together. And the main areas, I mean, we're all together. But out in the corners, um, we'll have some separate coaches. So I was just wondering how many warm-ups you would get each trip, each trip to the World Championships. You go, all right, cool, your gear haul is going to be pretty good. Yeah, yeah, a lot of gear. Um, you know, for us, pretty much, we're just, you know, we're just repping our Cliff Keen Wrestling Club warm-ups and uh, can only pack so much stuff, you know. When you look at the, the dynamic, and, of course, we haven't even talked about the Amin, so I believe we're trying to get, uh, you know, wrestle for San Marino in the future, right? Yeah, their, their mother uh, has citizenship in San Marino and their family. They've got a lot of family living there, but. You know, it's it's, uh, it's a unique time with it, and, you know, I remember even, um, you know, when I was younger, growing up in wrestling, the first guy I remember training here in the U.S., wrestling overseas, was uh, Valentin Jordanov, and he was always at the, the training camps and was living in Philadelphia and training with Team Foxcatcher, um, you know, and then I think with the modern, with the RTCs, uh, first guy I can remember was Gomez uh, from Penn State was, was wrestling, so it's... You know, with some of these policies the UWW has been changing, I think it's creating more of these opportunities for guys. Yeah, we say this as Jordan Burroughs is working out right next to us, and one mat over is Frank Chimizo. He spent some time training with the NYC RTC, which actually, you know, I raised some, you know, people started, oh, the outrage of it. But you've had international guys in, in that Cliff Keen room for a number of years now. I mean, uh, even when Andy was there, there was a, a prevalence of, of Hey, you know, come here and train. You know, you can represent Slovenia. You know, Babeto Yewa was at Minnesota. He was representing Cameroon. So it's nothing new to you. Right. No. And even like when I first went back to Michigan, uh, we had Matt Gentry with us who, you know, he wrestled at Stanford, but he was on the Olympic team for Canada and was training with us. I mean, we're pretty close to Toronto. So some of the Canadians will come down and, you know, it's like anything else. You're, you know, you're trying to create 
opportunities to enhance the environment you have at your university with the club and with the RTC, and you're trying to get the best resources and the best training partners, and it's it's very competitive right now. So, you know, it's not new. It's just I think some of the stuff's growing a little bit. I mean, we still have we still have a room full of guys that have aspirations to wrestle uh, for the U.S. team and make U.S. teams, and you know, I think some of the inclusive aspects of our club with bringing in some of these guys and even bringing in Sergey, uh, it's, it's elevating our environment. Yeah. Sergey, he's the last time he had a real coaching job in the United States. He was with USA wrestling and, uh, there was a book silent gladiators that talked about, uh, Sergey's kind of falling out with USA wrestling at the point. And what was it like to bring Sergey back to the United States? Yeah. Well, I'm not, I, I didn't, I don't know really much about the, his time at USA wrestling. I had a relationship with him previously. So, for me, it was just a lot of conversations about what his role would be and him being comfortable with the, the, the stuff he'd be doing in the mat room. I mean, that's where he's his best is on the mat. I mean, the guy's just a phenomenal technician. He loves training the athletes. Um, but a lot of the other stuff, administrative stuff and, you know, organizing, he doesn't want to spend a lot of his time on that stuff, which is fine. I'd rather have him on the mat training guys. And, and he's been exceptional. And, you know, every American guy in our room has been getting better as a result of working with him. So... I think just the opportunities, like I said, I remember when I was in college, I started going to Foxcatcher. Every guy in that room became better because of Valentin Giordano's presence in the room, and he was helping everybody, no matter what country they were wrestling for. Um, so I, I just think it creates more opportunities, and obviously, you know, the guys that are in our college program, I'm 100% for those guys, no matter who they're wrestling for. But as a country, I'm always going to be red, white, and blue. Was Stevan got hurt? What's what's the the timeline for him? And uh, you know if if you know what was the situation with why he pulled out? Well, he 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 tweaked his knee pretty good in the semifinals of Poland, and I wasn't in Poland with him. Kellen Russell was over there, and I was communicating with him. And I saw it in the match. I was concerned when I saw the the, the action happen uh, as I was watching the live stream, and and um, and he was able to wrestle the final the next day very well and beat, beat the guy soundly, but he just capitalized on a couple quick positions, so it wasn't a long, hard-fought battle. Um, when we got back, we, you know, his knee, you know, assessed it, had our, you know, our docs look at it, and he had some, some, some lim- ligament issues, and uh, he's recovering very well. He's, he's progressing very well. It's just the timing just wasn't there, you know, and if – if all he was doing was competing at the senior level, um, you know, he probably could have taken the risk and, 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 and come to this competition. But, you know, he's too competitive. Uh, we got a whole college season behind this tournament. It's very late this year. Um, so just timing-wise, you know, the, it just wasn't going to be stable enough. But we'll, we'll get him back this semester, and, and he's, uh, he's doing really well. Obviously a, a major disappointment for him because he, really, he was really progressing very well. One thing that he brought up in his interview with uh, with track wrestling is the fact that he's not he, he's not representing Serbia to, to to game the U.S. system and get a spot, not having to go through the U.S. system. You know, he's obviously good enough to to contend for that spot, but he goes to Europe and he's getting the opportunity to wrestle the European these the, these continentals these events that he's going to see more hammers week in week out when he's at these events and even in his own national tournament. Yeah, yeah, no, he's. I mean, it's a great opportunity. He gets to compete European championships every year, European games when they have them. I mean, it's so competition-wise, he's gonna he's gonna get some unique opportunities. Um, and it was a good opportunity for him. We just spent a few days in in Belgrade, Serbia, before we came here, and you know, the support and some of the things that that country is doing to get behind him is is pretty special. So I think. You know, he stated it very well. I mean, he, he loves the United States, and he loves the USA Wrestling and the coaches. And, 
you know, but it, it was a very unique opportunity for them. As we look forward to the college season, of course, there's a, they look at the weight class, they do the numbers, it's the same day weigh-in. Where's the chatter him in 25? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I think he's uh, week in, week out, I think he's better suited at 133. I think that's a better college weight for him. As we look at this team, as far as looking at Team USA from, from a Michigan coaching perspective, from, from a Team USA guy, as you said, the weight classes, we've got 10 again. We've added two where you've been able to, to one guy move up, Jaden Cox, and plug another guy in at a weight with, with Kyle Dake, open the door, David Taylor's now. I mean, you've got, you know, people like to throw the term dream team around. There's a lot of tough guys in the world, but from just take a step back with fan perspective, what's it like to see this is the team we assembled? That's got to be pretty awesome. Yeah, our depth is incredible. I mean, it's a great it's a great roster. Uh, I'm so excited to watch these guys compete and watch all the success they're going to have on the mat. I've been familiar with a lot of these guys since they were little. So seeing like you know David get in, get his opportunity, and Kyle. I mean, it's 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 a tremendous lineup, and it's you know I don't I don't see it slowing down with all the success we're having at the cadet and the junior level and the depth we have right now and. All the good work, uh, all the RTCs in our countries are doing. I mean, I don't see that changing in the near future. This is the five-year anniversary of the first world championship since wrestling was brought back in the Olympic fray. Budapest was the host. And it kind of fitting five years later in freestyle wrestling, you know, had some great rules in the, in the 80s and 90s before they changed, changed things up in mid-2000s. But five years, and we haven't really had any significant freestyle rule changes. This, is, it's, this has been good for wrestling. Yeah, it's been great. The new rules are so much better. Uh, it's more enjoyable to watch, more points being scored. I think you're getting a true, you know, a true winner, uh, you know, of the match because um, it, it, it breaks down over the course of six minutes of hard wrestling, you know, and the guys are being forced to, to wrestle and, and attack. So I, I really like the rules where they're at right now. You touched on the worlds being late this year. They go back to a more traditional calendar next year in Astana, but how has that impacted the way you've got a coach now and you're going into your first full year as a head coach at Michigan and then training guys that normally, okay, you know, you're talking August and then we can get ready for preseason September. Now we're into, you know, your practices have started. How has this affected you as a coach? Yeah, it's, you know, I think you got to be all in. You got to be really committed uh, to the balance of your, you know, the, your college program and what you need to do for your team to have success, but also looking at a big picture and you know, and supporting individual athletes that have tremendous opportunities on the world stage and what, what that's going to bring back also to your college team and to your fan base and to your program. So there's a balance to it, but, you know, we're fully you know, supportive, like with Stevan. Uh, you know, we had a training plan for him. We kind of had a recovery plan for him when he got back and then how we were going to, like, insert him back into the college season. So, it's you know, it's just planning, but there's a balance to it. Um, but you got to be committed and you know, ideally, you know, like fortunately we have the depth right now in our college program where we can do some things like that. Because, uh, you, you know, I think you do got to have some depth in your in your college roster. Um, you know, and again, this is something that I think it's going to continue to evolve. You know, Kyle Schneider is a good example. All the, all the time he missed competing overseas for USA Wrestling while he was in college, I mean, he got the results. You know, so it can be done. In terms of the same-day weigh-ins, how much is, do you think that that helps us as a country? Obviously, we've been doing it for forever. Well, mainly the last 20 years in college, but you know, these kids are going through never, having never to do the day before weigh-in and then they, you know, until they get to the international level. Now they're doing the same thing they did in college. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's an advantage for our guys. Uh, I don't know how much it affects the foreigners. I don't know if they're cutting. You know, some of these guys, to me, they don't look like they're as big as they used to be at their weights. I think they're probably cutting a little less. 
Um, but our guys, you know, our guys handle that system, weigh in, eat, warm up, be ready to compete. I think it's, I think it's good. I, I think it's an advantage for our guys. Go blue, right? Go blue. The Short Time Wrestling Podcast is proudly outfitted by Compound Clothing. Shirts, singlets, custom gear orders, everything you need. Call up Flip and the crew at cmpteamwear.com. First time listening? Well, you can change that by going to matttalkonline.com slash get short time to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or listen on your favorite podcatcher at matttalkonline.com slash listen. This show is part of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. For more wrestling podcasts, head over to matttalkonline.com.